1: Go
0: to sexatmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's
1: sexatmyboss.com
0: slash cinema.
2: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down.
1: Hello and welcome to L by Sex with My Boss, the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life, answering your 21st century questions and finding solutions to those everyday dilemmas. Like, how does it feel to be the first winner of the Diva España competition? And is it okay to deliver a birthday present a week after a birthday?
0: Ooh, who's who's committed that crime?
1: What inspired and, oh, that then? Right, we might, I need to post my mum's birthday card. Shh.
0: And your Father's Day card, which oh, we've already had.
1: Sugar. And what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss? But we're not your usual agony aunts, are we? William Hanson, the UK's leading etiquette expert. No, we're not Jordan North, radio and television presenter. I'm more Sunday
0: best. You're more string vest. I've never worn a string vest in my life.
1: You did just tell me,
0: though, that you have ordered new vests.
1: Yeah, because I'm gonna now that I'm getting the old uh, back lasered... Uh, right. I'm going to start wearing a couple of vests.
0: Oh, Thank you,
1: God. Cause, yeah. Okay. Because my shoulders looked a bit like your parting. <laughs> <laughs> my shoulders could have had a comb over. Excuse me, I do not have a comb over. No, you don't. Your hair looks... By the way, I keep meaning to say your hair looks great in the moment. Thank
0: you. That's very kind. Um, thank you to also to Elizabeth. How was
1: Turkey? <laughs> <laughs> not been. No. We'll go together. Yes. We'll get it sponsored. Oh, we'll get bog off. Yeah, buy one, get one free. We'll get it sponsored and we'll take a load of receding g and Diva's with us, and next year it'll be a trip to Turkey instead of Benidorm. Actually, that's not a bad idea. And we can all go and get, like, plastic surgery. So yes, we come yeah. back looking like Simon Cowell. Yeah. Yeah, that's
0: fantastic. That's a great idea. OK, um, also thanks to Elizabeth Virtue, who sent in that um, Sunday Best String Vest one. What is happening with my voice? It's just the third week on the trot. It starts to go a bit like a. I I promise you, I've, a fag has never touched these lips. But still, I... <clears throat> anyway, maybe I need a drink. Talking of uh, <laughs> talking of cigarettes. Uh we shall have our G and D, one part gin, two parts De Oh yeah. What? No, you just reminded me some you Are you gonna take some of that wine?
1: I'm gonna take some Debonet home, with not If you don't J- mind. Have we got enough bottles? Uh yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, why are you taking Dubonet home? In okay. What's it to do with you? Sorry, that was really
0: well, should we toast our first winners? Sorry, that was horrible. No, it was, I'm used to it. Should we toast our first
1: winners? <laughs> yes, <laughs> first please. winners,
0: Alice and Melissa. Uh, Alice uh, won via Amazon Music, and Melissa won uh, via the the standard feed. We'll see you in Benidorm, girls.
1: Oh, their reactions were absolutely amazing when they won.
0: Yes, lost for words. Mm.
1: Oh, oh, delicious.
0: Now, remember, we are doing Debra Spagna with Amazon Music on Sexted My Boss. It's part of our fifth birthday celebrations. We're having a long weekend of sexted fun in Benidorm. And the best bit is you can join in the celebrations as well.
1: Why did you not say shenanigans?
0: Because you know I don't like the words. What
1: song we've... It says here on the script we're having a long weekend of sexted shenanigans. I
0: know, I changed it. OK. A sexted celebration, if you want the alliteration. Uh,
1: so me, William, uh, Producer Ben, and yourself, Producer your good Benidorm. self... Sorry, Producer Benidorm, could be there as well it says here in brackets banter <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean how much more am- and banter do they want <laughs> thanks to Amazon Music we're taking a load of lucky Gene divas on holiday to the Costa Blanca with travel and hotel Costa Blanca is that not what it's called it,
0: it Costa Blanca oh, Costa or Blanca. Costa Blanca we will accept
1: it. Uh, with travel and hotel accommodation sorted plus you'll get to be at an exclusive live podcast recording as we raise a GD and d to five years of sexhood. That's if you can actually get in, because Wendy's put down about 40 tickets for half of...
0: Right, for the for the live recording. Half of
1: Arbaleas are coming over. Apparently. Half of what? Arbaleas, that's Arbaleas. the village she lives in. Oh, I see. In, uh, Do you want to give out the address as well? No, yeah, I? probably shouldn't actually, because <laughs> it's a very tiny village. I was surprised she tells anyone that passed her. So. Um, at some point in today's episode, you'll hear producer Ben Big Bing Bong and that will have the Diva Spanier code you'll need to enter the prize draw. It's dead easy to do. It's it, it's it's not hard at all. Plus, there's another chance to win on Amazon Music. Uh, yes. So if you want a second Diva
0: Spanier code to enter the prize draw twice, you are allowed to enter twice, then just listen to Sexted on Amazon Music uh, and be ready for Producer Ben's Big One or whatever it is. Big Bing Bong. Big big Bong.
1: Big whatever. Bing Bong. Yeah. Big
0: it's it's alliterative hard. and it's, it is... It's, it's, it's hard. It's I beg your pardon. Producer, producer Ben's big one is not hard, he has just told <laughs> no. us. So that is good to know. I don't like dressing for this weather.
1: Oh, okay. Is that how we're going? Is that how we start I'm just going to go straight Oh, here. okay. Are you are you struggling? I don't do hot weather. No, you don't because you're blonde. No. So my well, ne- my nephew's I'm both, English, I think you're fine. My nephews above blonde and blondes naturally hate the heat, I
0: think. Yeah. Yeah. But I also don't like... I don't like being too hot. Mm-hmm. I, I have a... Na-
1: Oh, sorry, let me just put that there. There we go. Is that okay on camera? Yeah, yeah. Come on. I oh, actually. I'll put it down cause it covered my face last time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry, I'm just moving.
1: We away. could just take the microphones away
0: if you want. No, that it's might be okay. better.
1: Carry on. I don't like being too hot. Still a bit hot. <laughs> <laughs> if you
2: move the g- light, it'll. Will... If you move yourself.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I just don't want it to cover my face like last time. How's that? Is that okay? Yeah, that's good. Right. Carry on. (laughs)
0: I don't like being too hot. Okay. And thus I find dressing very difficult. So today I'm in a nice sort of uh, mid-blue, almost an Air Force blue for those that that know their colours. Air Force blue. Polo top. uh, With my pasty arms out. Okay. Uh, and it's fine, but I was too cold coming in because the, the Elizabeth line is very well air-conditioned. Oh, yes. lucky you. And then you come into the studio, you go outside, you're too hot, so you're n- never a comfortable temperature, and I refuse to wear shorts. Why won't you? Because shorts are for holidays,
1: in my opinion. You could wear shorts today. I'm not on holiday. I, no, I That I, said, I won't be wearing them in Benidorm. Now, during the week at work, if though it's mm. Radio 1, I probably wouldn't wear shorts during the week. Right. But if I was on at weekends, I would. Why? I don't know.
0: Are you going to wear one of your vests into work? No, God, no. No? No. I'd love to see what happens if you did. You were, How are you coping at night time? We've got the air conditioning unit on. Okay. Yeah. Right. We turn that on now. It's also the dehumidifier, but it, in the summer it becomes an air conditioning unit.
1: You know, we were talking about hay fever last yes. week. And I think it's getting worse. Is, hear me out here, is hay fever just a British thing? No, I, I think hay fever is... You, you, okay so no I don't
0: carry on what we're going to say Well, no, I think a lot of people in other countries have hay fever I don't
1: right so okay. I think it's just so in Britain you go for drinks conspiracy theory corner and you've got Sue's nose dripping like a leaky tap and she's like I love you I love you. <laughs> just a second for me and everyone's like double dropping antihistamines and stuff and you've got all those sniffer things you put up yeah it's your beckonase yeah it feels mm. like such a british thing whereas like when you watch an advert for an italian beer or you go to spain you could never imagine you could never imagine a chic italian having a glass of wine like we do outside struggling with hay fever i think it's just a british thing can you imagine an italian like eh? Hey, cheers <laughs> you just couldn't imagine it. No, it's... but I'm sure it happened. But, yeah, but you also you're not going to put a sneeze in an advert for wine. No, are I'm you? just saying in general, I can't ima- I don't think Germans get hay fever. <laughs> I don't. I think it's just a British thing. I can't you just cannot imagine Mediterranean cool, sexy, chic people. Where... sniffling and snot. You just I, I'm pretty sure it's a British where thing. Where is where
0: where is the evidence for this coming from?
1: Well, I'm telling you. No. Yeah, but okay. What what has inspired? What you know? What just everybody in Britain? Most people are suffering. I don't get it bad, but I. Yes, but you've got no evidence for this. I just right. Any Span- you've gone to the Prince Harry school of thought, where you're going to say something, but there's actually no evidence to back it up. Right, that's a bit harsh. Um, and let's not get involved in that. I, any Spanish, hmm. Germans, or Italians listening? We'll start there. Is hay fever a thing in your country? Let us know. I don't think it is. That'll be a fantastic bonus I, we all look I, forward I, to. I don't think it is. I, I think it's just a British thing. It's so British <laughs> and it's so annoying. Okay. Mm. Well, you just, when you wake up in the morning, if you like, someone's sitting on your chest. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they are. And you're like, oh God, it's going to be a bad day. <laughs> so so British. Okay, and how's your week been? Yeah, good. Good. Um, I had my barbecue at the weekend that no one comes to. <laughs> yeah. Now, at the time of recording, I've got a barbecue coming up, right, and it's either, there's going to be four people there. Mm. None of you lot are coming, thanks. We're busy. <sighs> we got invited with like a week to go. Or it's going to be 50 people, so I don't quite know how to shop for it. I've had well, the garden done. How many have you invited? About 50. Right. And there's a lot of maybes. Well, no, no. I've had my bush trimmed. Good. Yeah. Crow <laughs> <laughs> up. Did you do it yourself? Or did you get a, Did you get someone in? I Did it myself. I need to get the garden done as well. That's the <laughs> point.
0: <laughs> um, you can't. Maybe this do not work. I would say maybe it's an, they want to. Say, it's a no. Basically, they just okay. don't want to say no. Right. But I would message them and go. I need to know for numbers. Could you let me know within twenty four hours whether you're coming or not?
1: I've ordered a wobbly bucket as well. A what? It's, you know those builders' buckets? What they call the wobbly buckets, so everyone can put the beers in.
0: Oh yeah, like a like a silicon bucket. Yeah. Okay. they have got
1: top tip, Gene Divas. Get them on Amazon for like a fiver. It's like we have a fridge. Oh dear. Yeah. Are we just no, just they must go in the fridge. No, no, no. Because we've got all, you've got all barbecue stuff in there, haven't you? Okay. So yeah, you've got uh, a big fridge though. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> <I'll> tell. Oh. <laughs> go on weird when you start talking about me, house, don't I? Yeah. And it's a big fridge. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite.
0: It's nice. It's good. It was empty, but it was a big fridge. Okay, so you got your barbecue. Yeah, got that. Are you good on the barbecue?
1: I'm alright. I'm alright. I can. Yeah. Do you I'm,
0: need we- to? Do you need people to tell you how good you are on the barbecue when they? You're, yeah. yeah okay. So I'm
1: going to do sausages, burgers, yes, chicken marinated the night before. Okay. In a paella mix, funnily enough. In a paella mix. I've mm, Got some paella seasoning from. Bellamy. Oh, rice all over it. No, it's like the seasoning that they use in Spain. But I'm going to put my chicken in that salt. That's pretty much it. Okay. From Bill and Michelle. Okay. <laughs> Off of <Arbaleas. laughs> Um I'm going to do some sweet corn. Mm. Going to get some coleslaw in. Coleslaw. Coleslaw, sorry. Mm. And cold. Potato salad. What I had the other week. And I'm going to make a Greek salad. And I don't know if to do jacket potatoes or not. That's a lot zh- of food. Yeah, but you need to zhuzh it up a bit, don't you?
0: A Greek salad? Mm. Just put some feta in. That's it. That's what I'm doing. Oh, okay.
1: Just put some feta in.
0: I did a lovely baked feta that my uh, friend and colleague Joe recommended
1: Oh, Okay, delicious. That was our dinner last night. So, I got the barbecue coming up. Mm. Um, also, this week at uh, the, uh, the weekend, I went to see a live podcast show. You went to see a live podcast show? Uh, do you know what? Can you remember when we did those? Yeah, do you know what? <laughs> it was very, very good, mm. really funny. Can we Do we get to know who it was? It was um, older and wider with Jenny Eclair mm. and Judith Holder. And oh, it was, yes, it basically. Made me realise what we've got to look forward to in twenty years. All <laughs> twenty years, yeah. yeah. All their listeners, like our G and Ds, are really loyal. They're all mm. in like their mid fifties, early sixties. Right, I mm. I was pretty much the youngest in there. Felt mm. like Zach Efron. Okay, <laughs> I was at the bar with buttons undone on his shirt. Like, hey, yeah. how are you doing? Like, it was good. It was good for the. Mm. Kind of got dragged along. I've listened to quite a few episodes as well. A, I like, well,
0: I like Jenny Clare and I love Judith Holder. She used to produce the Grumpy Old Women yeah, series.
1: Yeah, well, that's how yeah. they met. Mm-hmm. That's how they met. And they yeah. now do this podcast together. And it's absolutely hilarious. It was so funny. Like, genuinely laugh out loud funny. They talk about everything. From menopause to pubic hair. Apparently, as We've you, never talked about the menopause. No, apparently as you get older, your pubes get a bit, like, wiry and... Give them a little comb over, which I found. I don't want to give like too much. I don't want to give too much away, but it was a very fun show. And if it kind of they give you a little goodie bag as well. Oh right. So they do. Um, you don't do that. Older, yeah. and, they do older and wider bingo. Okay. So like every time. So I don't want to give too much away actually, because it's not fair on them. Mm. So no. And then they ask you to fill out. This is what is the best thing about getting older, and what is the worst thing? Gosh. And also in it, so there's get some more little flapjacks and fruit salad sweets. Well, they're gone. So um, I, I went to watch them. it's really fun. I, I, It's given me the... I'm not saying anything, but I know we're both busy and we've got a lot going on, especially with the podcast, the book and everything. But
0: And our actual
1: careers. I think we should maybe look into touring again soon. Oh. What Hold the front page. I reckon... And it'll be a while yet, Bit time we get, but and we give out little goodie bags like that. What do you think? <laughs> I love the fact it's the goodie bag that's clinched the deal for Jordan. I think, that we, I think we should all go to see it. We've got a lot to learn. So we have. They were Honestly, it was so funny. They probably turn up for rehearsals. <gasps> what? I turn up for rehearsals. And if we go on tour again, we're not using cue cards. I think I'm too reliant on the cue cards. Okay. We just rehearse. Should we have, a, just have the production meeting on the podcast about this? Also, um, moving on, am I a mumbler? Are you a mumbler? Yeah, we've had a few, a few uh, tweets. We've had a few tweets and comments. Well, I see it saying that our oh, sounds are all over the place. This this production is run like a well-oiled machine, but there's somebody who keeps tweeting saying I mumble and I'm too low. You're too loud, mm. and you can't hear Ben. Well, Ben's in the background. You're not meant to hear. Ben. You're not meant to hear Ben. <laughs> okay. Am Don't I... worry about him. Am I a mumbler? I don't think you're a mumbler. And then people say it's... I
0: often sit closer to the microphone. Oh, okay. And you're slightly more. Fur- we have different microphone technique. Yeah. I use it.
1: What? Right. <laughs> anyway, my mum. Sorry to any Gene devers that have been having sound issues. Apparently, someone's like been riding the sound.
0: Lucky sound. Yeah. Okay, so this next section of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Greg's. Now, as you may have heard, we're currently being sponsored by Greg's and we've got a listener question in, which I think
1: Greg's might be able to help out with. Okay, before we get into it, shall we just recap what happened the last time Greg sponsored the podcast? Yes. So you took me to the exciting town
0: of Reading, mm-hmm. where I went to work in yes. Greg's and fulfill a lifetime ambition to offer people my glazed rings.
1: Yes, it was an absolutely wonderful day because I'm a big fan of Greg's. as I know, got. well, I am now too. And um, I got to see what goes on behind the scenes mm-hmm. and how they make all the pasties and the sausage rolls. There's a secret code as well, isn't there? Is there? The wiggly lines. Oh,
0: okay. I thought you meant like so you go in and you go, you know, can I have a no, you know, no, nudge, no. nudge, wink, wink
1: and like some secret room opens. If you work there, they... they You can tell what the pasty is by the lines. By the lines, whether it's a diagonal line, a straight line, a wavy line. Yeah, Yeah. and you was in your 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 apron, your pinny, pinny. which you've got on now. I've popped one on. I've kept it. I often,
0: often do a Greg's role play at home. Yeah, (laughs) I do. Anyway, uh, shall we shall we get on to this listener question? OK, go to the listener's question, please, William Hanson. Dear William and Jordan, I'm organising a first date with someone who has said that they don't mind what we do on the date. It can be morning, afternoon or night, as long as I bring them joy. Where should I start with that? Well, I've got a few thoughts on this, but... Um... Okay. What would you advise, William? Well, can I also just say, I love the fact they've gone for a morning date. That's quite sweet. I don't think many people, I don't think enough people do morning dates. Mm-hmm. I'm at my best in the morning, as you know. Okay. Ben always loves it when I'm here early yeah. in
1: the studio and I'm like,
0: hello, and I'm having an entire conversation. Yeah, edition. William's I just, really... I don't want to be rude, but I am just need to set up the studio.
1: Yeah, that's me and Ben are very similar
0: in the mornings. Just mm-hmm. leave us be. Well, seeing as it's a morning date or could be a morning date, mm-hmm. they've got the options, I think I know exactly what they need. Go on. Take them down to Greg's for the breakfast meal deal. What? <laughs> Who even are you? I know, but also, remember, I've said this before about first dates, don't go in for anything too long, because if you're not if you're not vibing it, mm. to use the vernacular, you don't want to be sitting there for a sort of a seven-course tasting meal in some fancy Michelin-style restaurant that's going to go on forever. You need something... Short, or could be longer.
1: Who even are you? This is not
0: the William Hansen I met all those years ago. I know. You heard me. You take them down to Greg's because, you know, there aren't, as you have said to me many times before, there aren't many better
1: ways to start the day and you can spread the joy. They want joy with a Greg's meal deal. Hear me out. Mm. I actually agree with you there. It's really sweet and it could be like a really funny, quirky story. Plus, you've heard me go on about the breakfast meal deal they do. They do the best sausage and bacon baps, and you get a coffee with it as well. So, no. And then you can tell people at your wedding, "Oh yeah, we first went on a date to Greg's." <laughs> they could do the catering. They could do the catering. Yeah. Hey, I've seen Greg's um, wedding cakes and stuff now, like sausage really? rolls, one and everything. Yeah. Gosh. What okay. about if it was a lunchtime one? Would you do the same?
0: Well, I'm just going to give you the same answer. It's the Greg's lunchtime meal deal. Who
1: is this person? Yes, please. Uh, when I'm when I'm going on a long train journey, I always get the lunchtime meal deal. Oh, Okay. Perfect. Yes. All right then. Let me guess. They want to do something a bit later on. Have you got any idea for that?
0: Oh, let me just think. Give me a minute. Well, it's the Greg's
1: Post 4pm pizza and drink deal. It's got them covered. Who even are you? What about, like, topics of conversation? What could they use to break the ice a little? A glazed ring. I've got one here, actually. Okay. Here comes
0: the innuendo. I know in Britain we like to, you know, like to wait to at least date three or four before any other glazed rings occur. But uh, you could always break it in half, and then you don't have the full thing. So if any sort of cardiovascular exercise happens, you're not too full on a full glazed ring.
1: Would it be appropriate to feed the glazed ring to your date?
0: Well, you could go a bit Lady in the Tramp. Yes, I guess you could. Do you, do you want to role-play this?
1: Yeah, why not? Can oh, I God. give you a glazed ring? Yeah. Wow <laughs>
0: What? Come on, I was into that, then. <laughs> yeah, but it's looking at your tongue. Do you want,
1: <laughs> do you want me to close my eyes? it be whole first. Come on! No, do it romantically. Pretend we're on a date and you're feeding me a glazed ring. Oh, Jordan. Oh, William, I'm so glad I met you.
0: I love a glazed ring. Get your mouth around that.
1: Swallow. Mm. Oh, don't let your fingers like that. (laughs) Sorry, what the hell is happening here? We really got into that then. Hear me mm. out. Mm. There's something quite sexy about being fed a donut. <laughs> you wait until I offer you my
0: yum yum. <laughs> <laughs> now, remember, you can find out more on the Greggs app, including opening times and details of their amazing deals. Basically, whenever you need to find some joy, they've got you covered. Get yourself
1: down there and bag some joy. Do you want to give me some more of your glazed ring? All right.
0: Um... As you know, at the weekend I went to go and see my parents in their new house, and they've been doing a lot of unboxing.
1: Yeah, welcome to the bungalow. You haven't done that for a while. Hello, darlings. Come on into the bungalow, bungalow, bungalow. It's not the bungalow. It's Brian and Sarah in the bungalow. See no, BBC's no. every Saturday mornings, 9.25, darlings. The, the bungalow is where they were temporarily. They've
0: now moved into the house they were redoing. Oh. They, they have. In fact, they have two staircases now.
1: Oh, wow. Tell everyone how many
0: doors they've had. Uh, they have. I think we're on door four Front door number four all, fact, It's not
1: gone up yet They're all common White PVC door for me darling Is not what I want I did not not expect to move into a house With a white PVC door What do you expect me to do? Wipe it down? Um, anyway so they've done a lot of
0: uh, clearing out And there were a few boxes for me to look through And I found various things That Ooh. I knew about or have forgotten about We've talked about this on the podcast before But I thought I'd bring it in this, oh! This here is my school tie, which I, uh, for those that have not heard the original story, uh, the, all the school ties were polyester, and I thought that was a bit common. So I sent off, in the summer holidays one year, I sent off my school tie and had it reproduced by the Cambridge collection, shout out to them, uh, in silk. So I could wear it in silk and not in polyester.
1: Oh, it does feel better. So so much
0: better. And I wish I had a polyester version to show you. You should wear that. It's a nice tie. It's a nice tie. It's a perfectly nice tie. It's a nice tie. Um, In fact, Mikey quite quite liked it. And then, of course, my brother, when he went into sixth form and I had left, he said, oh, can I wear your silk tie? And being the generous brother I was, I said no, (laughs) Um, because I had paid for these ties. There were two of them. One of them has sadly uh, disintegrated, but this one... Is still a collector's item.
1: I need to get a nice tie for my graduation.
0: For your, gra- you're not graduating. You're being presented with a fellowship. For
1: my honorary degree.
0: Yeah, or whatever it is.
1: Yeah. you not. You must have ties. I do,
0: but I need a nice one like that.
1: Can okay. I wear that? No. Um,
0: <laughs> I also found a butt plug.
1: <laughs> Dirty get.
0: Can you remember? Um, Back in two thousand and four, you may not remember, but after nine eleven, which obviously was very sad, um, the British government—where are we going here with this? <laughs> Just stick with it. The British government uh, issued, and they were free, and you could apply for all of them. They issued a "Preparing for Emergencies: What You Need to Know" pack. Oh, okay. And being the British government, it was available in all different languages. So I ordered it in every language, including Urdu, uh, including Arabic, English, Welsh and including this version, which I brought in today, which is the Braille version uh, of what to do in an emergency.
1: What were you, why?
0: You were one weird I was a very odd child in 2004. So you ordered how many versions of these? Uh, I had one in every language, and I thought I'd bring in the Braille version. Braille?
1: Always. Oh, oh, that's, that's quite...
0: What, I mean, hands off to anyone who can read Braille, because, I mean, I can't, I can't do anything with this, but obviously I don't know Braille. But it's good to know, I, I took I took counterterrorism very seriously as a child uh, and issued these, I think there was one in every bedroom uh, at home that I put in my parents' original house that they've now left uh, so people knew what to do in case of emergency. Yeah, I'm just having a go at... I mean, good on you, you've got to go really slowly yeah. to actually read it. Uh, I think it's very clever.
1: Getting bad vibes from this, I can just feel it. <laughs> mm. I like that.
0: I'd like to learn Braille. Well, take that home and you can you can learn your counterterrorism vocabulary in Braille.
1: When this all ends mm-hmm. for me, I'm gonna learn Braille and piano.
0: Okay. Well that's good. I also found a letter I wrote to the Driving Standards Agency in uh, two thousand and seven. Do your mum and dad keep all this? It was I think I had kept it in my to keep file. There's also now hang on. So what?
1: Someone, oh, yeah. someone's scribbled something on there oh I've Could...
0: put train times on the back I've written tra- train times on the back wow you can get a train for £39.20 Jesus back wow anyway um, Thatcher's Britain so this is the response that the driving standards agency sent me and I don't have my original letter but I'm going to read it out to you and it will give you a rough idea of what I wrote in about this is from March 2007 dear Mr. Hanson thank you for your letter received on the 22nd of February Unfortunately, all candidates are not allowed to wear any coats or jackets, including suit jackets and hooded tops, when sitting the driving theory test. This is done solely for protecting the integrity of the test and not for any discriminative reasons against any theory test candidates. However, candidates may be allowed to sit the test with a hooded top in a case where they have nothing else underneath, and this is also done according to the test staff's discretion. Also, our organisation's name is Driving Standards Agency, brackets DSA. Unfortunately, this is not spelt with an apostrophe as you suggested. We would like to thank you for your comments. Oh, the
1: shade. The absolute shade from the DVLA.
0: Well, it should have an apostrophe, and I stand by that. Uh, this w- they will help improve the level of customer service provided to all our theory test candidates. Policies and procedures are continually reviewed and ex- evaluated. Yours sincerely,
1: Ken O'Connor, Correspondence Team Leader. Ken O'Connor, if you're listening right now, can we track this down? Because that is absolutely brilliant. The fact that he put that about the apostrophe. So, gonna... so you wrote... A... I, th- I think from memory, I turned up in a jacket
0: and a shirt to do my theory test. And I was told I needed to remove my jacket because it has pockets on it. And thus I could be concealing answers within it. I don't... Okay, fine. bit irritating. It didn't. You can check my pockets, but whatever. Not a problem. I will acquiesce. What I then found annoying was that clearly someone sitting in the test centre was in a hoodie, which has that big central pocket. And I was like, oh, hang on. That's a huge, great big pocket. Don't... Why have you allowed him and you have not allowed me? So you wrote them a letter. So I wrote them a letter. And how old were you? Uh, 2007, so I was 17.
1: How old were you when you lost your virginity? We well, were not going into that. Okay, right. But you definitely weren't 17, were you? No. Uh, so, yes. Sorry, that was a bit of a personal question. No, it's Sorry. fine. We'll turn it back on you. No, we're not going there. But, um <laughs> Wow. Okay, so at 17 you wrote them a...
0: I wrote them a letter saying that I felt it was unfair that I was made to remove my very smart jacket uh, and I felt it was discrimination versus... and hence why he mentions discriminative. Discriminative. Uh, and also that uh, they, there was missing an apostrophe in their name. Which they are. Still. They might have rebranded by now. How old was you when you passed your drive? 17. We are. Yeah. Oh, I was. I passed my theory first time, despite the very hard circumstances of the uh, the test centre, clearly. Uh, but then it took me five times to
1: pass my actual test. So you had to do theory again? No, no, no. The no, theory was fine. I'd, yeah. i passed my theory. I did it three times, but I passed them both it took me so many years to learn to drive. I had to redo them. How old was I when I passed my driving test? 20, I think I was 24, 25. Okay. Yeah. Well, there we go. What was your first car?
0: Uh, VW Polo. Oh. In dusky royal blue.
1: Oh mine was a citron C one. Was it? Mm. Nice. Okay. <laughs>
0: Lovely. Uh so yes, that was that was a little reminder of of a younger William.
1: So how were they in the bungalow? They're not in the bungalow. Me. The bungalow is gone. How much champagne did they have? They had no champagne. Did they not? No. And what was your what's your new room like now? Do you have your it's own nice. room or is it a guest room? No, it's a guest room. Oh. Okay.
0: Well, well I, it's ridiculous. We've moved out. What's the point of me having my own bedroom? How many bedrooms is it? Uh, it's got, mm, that are configured as bedrooms three. Oh, okay. But then there are rooms upstairs that, like, my father's study in, like, a sort of arts and crafts room. An arts and crafts room? Well, it's not. James has set up a little voiceover studio in it, and it's got my mother's easel. He doesn't paint.
1: even live there. James has got his own bloody flat.
0: Yes, but he doesn't have room for a voiceover studio. Oh,
1: for God's sake. What's the Wi-Fi like? Because notoriously in the last place it was Oh, uh, It's much better. Is it?
0: Yeah. Okay. It's, no, not perfect, but much better.
1: It's always so sweet when I go round. They always make me a picky tea and loads of bread, don't they? They do. We had a picky lunch. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, it was very to... in at the moment, picky teas. Everyone's having picky bits in the garden. Oh, wow.
0: you're a trendsetter. Shoot. Should... Oh. Oh.
1: Attention, oh. g and Divas. Oh, here we go. Hi, guys. Hi. Your Diva Espana code to enter the prize draw is 9S15.
0: Oh, there we go, G&Divas. It's another chance for you to join us in Benidorm in August. There's your Diva Espana prize code given out by producer Ben's big bing bong.
1: It's 9S for chit, one five. That's 9S15. Uh, that's your Diva Spaniard code to enter the prize draw. The code will work from the 20th of June 2023 until the end of the day on the 25th of June 2023. So if you're listening back to old Sexted episodes, you're too late. Yes, all the terms and
0: conditions are on the website, and the website is how you enter sexedmyboss.com. And you can only enter if you're in the UK. So apologies to this international Divas. <laughs> oh. There's
1: also a. Oh, that's annoying. I won't do it. That.
0: Yeah there's also a second chance to win
1: this week if you listen to us on Amazon Music we've dropped an episode with another code on that feed so you've got double the chances to win thanks to Amazon Music and if you miss out this time don't worry there are many more places on the plane to be won next week good luck diva España cha cha
0: cha right thank you put your maracas away put them down drop them Ugh. I feel
1: ill. I <laughs> like your coconut. <laughs> your plumpy, juicy raisins are divine. <laughs> your apple slice, bananas, and your hazelnuts. <laughs> Cheese is <laughs> divine. Cha cha cha. I'm sorry, but I'd be a good exotic dancer. I could. I'd love to work in a boudoir. It
0: can be arranged. It could be arranged.
1: Wow. OK, should we go
0: on to um, William's Etiquette of the Week? Oh,
1: yes. What are you going to tell us about
0: this week? Uh, Why do they have top tables at weddings?
1: So you can see the bride and groom. (laughs) It's
0: not quite that. I'll tell you more after these messages.
2: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: Okay, G Divas, thanks for sticking with us. Um, I know there's a lot to take in this episode with the Diva Espana code and everything like that, but uh, remember, it's dead easy to enter, and, and the code this week is 9S15 one 15 you just got to go to sexofmyboss.com. It's a saying, it's easy. What is it? Sex S- Sex S- of my my
0: sexofmyboss.com.
1: Sexofmyboss.com. Uh, William's etymology of the week, please. Yes,
0: why do we sit on top tables or why do we have top tables at weddings? Well, if
1: it's someone's wedding, yes. they're at the top table so all the guests can see them. Thank you. Should we go to listeners' questions? No, there's obviously an element of that, but it's a a status
0: thing. It goes back to the medieval times, and the royal family or the the highest-ranking aristocrats would sit along a long table at the back of the dining hall, Mm -hmm. or the the hall, uh, and it would often be raised. It's not raised now necessarily at weddings, but it was back then uh, in sort of Tudor times, and you'd only sit along one side of it. And the top table was the table that had the linens on it, so the, uh, the tablecloth, the napkins, and unlike everyone else who was sitting on benches, the top table had chairs. Again, it was a status thing. And so you thus put the highest-ranking people on that table to show that they were of high status, which is what you do with conventionally the bride and the groom or the couple getting married, potentially the parents uh, of those getting married, maybe the best man, maybe the chief bridesmaid, they sit along the top table, but it all goes back to Tudor times.
1: So, what if you had a wedding these days, mm. and at the top table you had the bride and the groom, yeah, parents, yeah, bridesmaid. Does, uh, does the bridesmaids bride, don't normally no, go chief on the top table. Does, yeah, does their partnership with them. No, it depends on how long your top yeah. table is. And then you had the best man. What if there was royalty coming to the wedding? or a dame or something would you put them on the top table no I wouldn't put a
0: dame on the top table if there was a member of the royal family I would perhaps yes reconfigure that would you actually
1: so royal family should if they've been invited to your wedding be at the top table you would put let's just let's make it easy and say the king was Mm -hmm.
0: coming to your wedding the king would actually go in seat number one and then it's your bloody wedding well then don't invite them you want the king at your wedding you're only creating problems for yourself can you imagine
1: sending a king one of those pre-menus that you've got to pick (laughs) I'm not going to say anything, but yes. What? No, no. What? No, I'm not Can saying. Imagine it. sending him, him and C- Camilla had to pick what they wanted. Queen Camilla starter. Too. Yeah, Queen Camilla. Sorry, yes, thank you. So if they came to your wedding, you'd yeah. have to, you'd they'd have to sit in your seat. Yeah. No, they uh, wouldn't. It's your right. big day.
0: Don't don't throw that to get back at me. Thank you very much. Well, look yeah. well. He probably wouldn't invite him anyway because he'd outshine you, wouldn't they? <laughs> Enough queens at our wedding. That said, we didn't we didn't have a top table because obviously it was a gay wedding, so we felt having a top table might be discriminatory. <laughs> oh, oh, funny. So there we go. Should we go on to the listeners' problems? Yes, please. Uh, this one is from Scott in Singapore. Fantastic place. Hello, gentlemen. I want to go. It's good. Uh, I've been happily married to my wife for eight years. During this time, we have slowly graduated from burping in front of each other to farting and even peeing. Lovely. My wife now thinks it's okay to poo in each other's presence too. She recently got out of bed, headed to the en suite, and continued a conversation about upcoming travel plans with me whilst keeping the en suite door open. Whilst I take it as a great compliment that my darling wife feels she can be so relaxed in my company, I am not comfortable with this development. Question, when, if ever, is it okay to poo in front of your partner? From Scott in Singapore.
1: Um, wow, I, mean, I thought we weren't doing poo. I, I, I think it's fine. If you're comfortable, with, well clearly not comfortable. But I think it's just a sign of a loving relationship, well, isn't it?
0: So, Scott, your wife, clearly thinks it is. Scott, you clearly think it, it isn't. So you need to have a chat and agree upon a happy medium and say, this: I don't really like it. I would say, Scott, if you don't like it, that's what would win. And you just say, look, darling, you do your business. You have your little private time and we'll chat afterwards.
1: I've, I think I've told you this, but I remember when a mate stayed at my house and he found it really weird that I was in the shower my dad was having a shit and I would Dominic brushing his teeth at the same time in the same bathroom. That is bathroom. weird. Yeah. yeah. And you look back now and you think, probably is, but it was quite a small... It's not probably. It's quite a small <laughs> house and we only had one bathroom. Right. So... Do you not just and cross your legs or... So... Mm,
0: have a shower in the sink or whatever you did in the north? I think shower in the sink. We got bathed in the sink as kids. That was it, yeah. yes. I know. Uh, yeah, I would... Scott, I think you... It's, it's all down to communication. Uh, if you're not comfortable with it, then fair enough. And I think you tell your wife and um
1: hopefully she doesn't talk to you and she shuts the the door I think it's the sign of a very loving comfortable relationship
0: that's the positive to take from this it's clearly that you know you've got a great relationship but I I do think there should be an element of mystery in a relationship okay yeah this next one is from Inner dear William Jordan and esteemed esteemed producer Ben my husband and I have a disagreement and we want you guys to solve it for us once and for all when we go out to eat, my husband has a habit of paying for the entire group and saying that he will send everyone a text with how much they have to pay him back. That's not the problem. It's, the e- it's easier that way for everyone. However, he is kind of a scatterbrain, so he often sends these requests months later at a time when he remembers that he has to get his finances in order. We don't have shared finances, so it's his money, not mine. For example, we went out to eat with friends to a pretty expensive restaurant almost almost nine months ago, and this week he wanted to ask them to pay him back. I think that after a certain amount of time, you just can't do that anymore. That's
1: a great question. They
0: probably weren't counting on this anymore, so maybe they don't have the money right now and have to cut back on certain things to be able to pay him. I think that he just needs to get his financial shit together sooner but he doesn't see the problem. What do you think? Who's in the right of this situation? Love, Inna.
1: Inna, I I kind of agree with you. I need to send it within the first week. after The first couple of days after the meal. You can't. There's a
0: statute of limitations here and if he's insisting, I know it is easier for one person to pay, Mm.
1: but nine months later, even one month later, no. Also, hear me out. Right, let's get this myth over. It's really not that hard to share a bill now. It really isn't. I know there might be a lot, yeah, especially if it's only two. You just half it. One one tap of the card each. Yeah, well, halving it is easy. It's when there's, like, eight of
0: you. It becomes tricky.
1: Well, no, you just... It's not. Well, you, d-
0: you divide it equally by the number of people. Yeah, there, and then
1: yes. you tap it four times, and it go bosh, 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 bosh.
0: Well, the tapping or using <laughs> Apple Pay or Android Pay or whatever it's called is is a lot easier because mm-hmm. there's no there's no limit on that. Um, but yeah, if 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 inner your husband is suggesting that he pays because oh it's easier, you know, I do also agree. I agree with him. Nothing ruins a meal more than maths having to sort of work it out at the end. So if he wants to do it all himself to save hassle not a problem but he has to do it within a week
1: yeah nine months later christ they could have had a baby in that time
0: yes exactly life can be very different for all of us in nine mm. months time
1: yeah I, i've been gonna go, go in android by the way why i knew that would bind you up why because why uh, chill all your devices are a parti- are apple chill you bean <laughs> right because i've just read an article a lot of android phones are meant to be way better like you know the cameras on Samsungs and stuff are well better, aren't they? Look at your face. You're such an Apple bitch. Just
0: life is easy when you're... OK, and I don't mind if you do Android, but then have everything sort of Android. But when you have oh. adopted one particular ecosystem, to use the technical term, it's much easier to stay within that... eco.
1: <laughs> Not now. <laughs> I knew that. I am genuine thing. Apparently, like, Android phone's meant to be well better. Foins? points. Fo- well better.
0: Right. Just stick with what you've got. I need
1: to get my new... Will you come with me and get a new phone? I know you love all like that.
0: Yeah, well, wait until September, because they've got another one coming out.
1: Oh, have they? Yeah. Oh, I'll wait till September yeah, yeah, yeah. then, yeah. Okay.
0: This one is from Melanie. Dear William Jordan, EPB and Diego.
1: Oh, guys, they've not given me a mention in ages. The other day, as I was... I part- do the best Diego impression when I've got my braces in. Get more of a lift.
0: The other day as I was parking in front of my house, a rather spectacular parallel park, if I do say so myself.
1: <gasps> did you take a picture like I did? Do you remember when I did one? Yes. I kept going. Honestly, I went out four times that night. Hands on hips, just looking at it. i was so impressed. <laughs>
0: And I saw a young woman walking her dog along the sidewalk. They're American. To my surprise, both she and her dog stepped off the sidewalk and walked right into and around my front yard so the dog could do its business. Fortunately, my yard didn't meet the dog's lavatory standards and both the dog and owner were soon on their way. My question is, is it poor pet etiquette to tramp around in someone's front yard while their dog decides whether or not to evacuate its bowels? Another poo one, lovely. And if so, is it acceptable to ask someone to please stay at the edge of the property and not go to the middle of the lawn? I realise it's only grass, but it still seems somewhat of a violation to have a stranger that far onto my property. Perhaps it's just me. Sincerely, Melanie. I had this a few weeks ago. Oh, did you? Yeah.
1: You don't have a yard. Mm, I'm a garden, woke up as a German shepherd shitting on it. (laughs) Next day he brought his dog (laughs) The old ones are the best, yes, you? and that's a very old one. No, I, I, um, I have a couple of things to want to ask you. Here. I, I, I do think if you walk in the dog and you're out on the front, front yard, or whatever you call it in America, I don't think you let the dog. Shit not on, on someone else's property. No, you, you absolutely move the dog not. Long. Or if you do, like, I'm really sorry, I'll clear it up. I'm so sorry. You apologise. Yeah, you can't just let a dog go going shitting on people's no gardens willy nilly. Th- you're in the right here,
0: Melanie. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I would probably just tell them to.
1: You know, push off. Um, yeah, I think they. If they go on, if they're off the lead and just walk along your grass, that's fine. But they can't. Yeah,
0: if the owners are going like, oh, you cut Fido, yeah. come back here. Fair enough. Fido. Well, I'm just you know generic dog name. Then. Fido. It's well posh.
1: Fido, come along. And
0: well, what would you, what would your generic dog name be? Rex. That means king. So Rex. Don't, don't come at me with posh. Rex. Yes. Rex is a proper dog's name. Yes, it's Latin for king. Or Milo. Mi- Excuse me, that's... I would say Milo and Rex are <laughs> posher than Fido. No, Milo and Rex are proper
1: dog names. Milo? Is yeah. A, like, yummy mummies call their children Milo. Daisy. <laughs> mm. No, that's not actually not quite a lot of daisies. Um, what are some other dog names? Hey. Kipper no. the dog. Okay. What? Bailey. Bailey? No, a couple of kids called Bailey. Do you remember that theme tune? Uh, Kip the dog, now. No, that's a toad, not a frog. He can do this, and he can do that, not like any old cat. That's Kip of the dog.
0: Anyway. Um, uh, but Melanie, I agree. People should not be letting their pets do their business on your garden.
1: UK's leading etiquette expert. Yes. Where are you with dogs on leads? It, should dogs be on leads in general? Well, it depends where. Well, in the park. Um, Well, if there's a
0: signage saying keep dogs on leads, then yes, they should be on a lead. Oh, God. Well, if there's signage, if there's clear signage, then yes, of course they should be on a lead. Like
1: a communist, you. I don't don't make
0: the rules, I just enjoy them. Mm, um, The Dr. Fraser Crane quote.
1: So you think dogs should be on leads? Uh, If there is clear signage, then yes. Okay.
0: Depends how well-trained they are. Jonathan's dog, Poppy, who you've now met, incredibly well-trained.
1: But everyone thinks their dog's well-trained. Yeah, but Jonathan's dog is, yeah you're as sweet as puppy. Yeah. Okay. A leash or a lead, what would you say? I'd say lead. A lead. Yeah, I don't know the difference. What about if it was a human? (laughs) That's a bit weird. Were they on a lead or a leash?
0: On whatever I tell them. Should we do one more quickly? All right, one final one. This is from Anonymous. Dear William and Jordan, I never thought I'd be writing in for advice, but well, here I am. I'm sure we've all experienced a friend who we may have lost touch with and trying to get back in touch with at some point or another. A year ago, I got a call from someone who I hadn't spoken to since at least 2017. Oh, wow. I had COVID at the time, so didn't answer and never got back to him. In 17? 2017. They had COVID in
1: 2017?
0: No, no, no. They hadn't spoken to them since 2017. And a year ago, they got a call from someone. And at the time that that call happened, they had COVID. However, late last Sunday, my phone buzzed with a message from the same person saying, Hey, I know it's been a long time and my, a lot has happened, but how are you? Just trying to reconnect with some old friends as my social life isn't ideal, RN, which means right, right now. now. This person was a good friend of mine for at least two years. Not gonna lie, we had some good times, but towards the end he started to make comments about people I had dated and stirred shit. I eventually moved to university, lived in Germany, and now I work a 60-hour week job trying to build a career for myself. Clearly I've changed in the last five years, and at the moment I barely have time for myself, yet alone my, brackets, five, friends. I don't really want to see or talk to this person. I've tried asking a couple of friends and colleagues for advice, and so far I have been told to politely decline or entertain him and say, Yeah, sounds good But never actually meet up with him Personally, I've considered just blocking him And moving on with my life But I want your expert advice What is the etiquette When someone you haven't spoken to In six years and messages you Tries to reconnect Much love, Anonymous
1: I mean, this is hard I'm worried here Because only last week We were saying to someone Yeah, ring your friend Do you Mm. not remember? Was it last week, week before? Who were saying I really want to get in touch with an old friend? But but I think in that
0: instance it was different because they they wanted to and they felt a bit bad. Anonymous here, fairly neutral. But subject. we
1: were saying, yeah, get back in touch. Um, so I don't want I don't want this to put anyone off who's thinking about getting back in touch and mm. reconnecting with an old friend because yeah, you know, they might not want to reconvene. Yeah. But my my advice here is it's going to sound horrible. Sometimes actions speak louder than words. Don't respond. Yeah, I think if it, you're
0: if you're going to take the not wanting to reconnect, you don't need to send any message. Yeah, and if
1: they continue to message you, then you just send a generic, vague message, and that would that's my. It. But for now, I'd I know it sounds really ignorant, but I wouldn't respond. Mm. And then if they get back to you in, in again, text you, just say, Hey, yeah. Sounds good. I'm just really busy at the moment, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, uh, we're I mean, good at this. Well, yeah, I wouldn't, res- I wouldn't respond at all if you don't want to. If you don't want to meet up, don't respond. If you do want to meet up, then you have, then you respond, and that gives the inference that you are willing to to have a chat and meet up. But look, they're also, I would also say, they were a friend at some point. They're clearly struggling. They've said that their social yeah. life isn't ideal. RN. in, uh, and so. I would perhaps, if you want to be generous and you have the time, I know you work 60 hour a 60-hour-a-week job, but if you do have the time to meet up, or even just to give them a phone call, maybe then there's less commitment from, from you. You don't have to go out of your way too much to go to a physical location just to chat and check they're OK. It's did you reconnect with
1: your friend? Yeah, I did. Actually. You did?
0: Yeah. How did it go? We're we'll meeting this week. That's nice. Yeah. Good. Well, well done. So Thanks. Jordan's practised what he preaches. Mm.
1: As always, remember you can listen every Tuesday and Friday. You can watch us on YouTube on Sundays and you can share us on your socials all week. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at sexandmyboss.com. You can tweet us or send us a message on Instagram at sexandmyboss or you can write to William who promises a handwritten reply in his own letter and paper. The address is on the website sexandmyboss.com. We'll see you on Friday. Goodbye.